I'm Julie Lamb, a therapist turned life and business coach. In all my years as a therapist and coach, I have seen that true healing and growth comes from understanding your greatest asset, your brain. To manage your life and business, you first have to manage your mind. I'm here to help you figure out what the hell is my brain doing? Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more along the lines of the trauma. We're going to look at little trauma. Now, one of the things I really, really want to emphasize, one is not better, less than, greater than the other. So we do not minimize at all the impact of any sort of trauma. So again, what somebody may experience may be considered more of that big trauma But the little trauma, we, again, we don't minimize that for ourselves. If we are experiencing any of those symptoms, those thoughts, those processes, it is something that we don't want to rationalize or put aside. So with that in mind, I want to just look at, again, trauma overall is just an emotional response to an event that causes threat, real or perceived, to our safety. Now, the the more the threat is, the bigger, the more impact it can have. That is often called the big trauma, the big T trauma. This is where we will see more along the lines of PTSD, or we will experience more repressed memories or violence, threat of violence to ourselves. These are things that generally warrant that bigger T trauma. However, one that really needs to be talked about a lot because all of us experience it in smaller ways, almost on a daily basis, are those small T traumas. And essentially, these are events that exceed our capacity to cope and cause disruption in our emotional functioning. And while they're not life-threatening as the the big T's may be, they are often viewed as more ego-threatening. And what that really means is that it's meaning it impacts how we feel about ourselves and the world around us. So the ego is not a negative connotation that I think a lot of people think. It really is just the self. It's the identity of ourself. And so if you have something that is perceived as a threat to who you are as a as a person or as an individual, that can become a little T. What's interesting is that we're very quick to kind of sweep it under the rug. Oh, no, that's not me. That's not a problem. That's not. And because we rationalize it so much, then we... We overlook how these little traumas, these little T's essentially impact us. Something I found really interesting as I was doing a lot of studying about this is that multiple small T traumas can almost be just as bad as one big T trauma. So if you've experienced multiple times that you've been told that you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're awful, you're horrible, like all of those emotional abuse, oftentimes then that creates still that stress response as if you had literally been attacked because you are waiting for somebody to say something. You have that emotional stress response. The big T, I remember I talked about how it's more of that fight or flight reflex that comes into play. So with the little T, we're going to talk about this fawn reflex, and I've mentioned it before, so I want to repeat. The fawn reflex is essentially where you want to make everything feel better. So if you're told you're awful, the fawn response may often be, you're right, I'm sorry, how do I be better? And some of us will think, well, that's good. We want to do that, that whole constructive criticism thing. No, there's no such thing as constructive criticism. All it is is criticism masked with the idea that I want to help you. I'm rationalizing why I'm saying mean things to you. So a lot of times these little traumas are basically that. It's essentially a bunch of, shall I say, hopeful, constructive criticism along the way that creates how you then show up and how you view yourself in the world. A lot of these other small T's that I want to talk about are things that people will almost just discredit as that's not really a trauma. But I want you to start thinking, how often do you experience loss, grief, 
or it could be loss of a job. It could be loss of a parent, a loved one. Um, I had a miscarriage and that miscarriage then often is, it was traumatic. It was very hard for me and it did feed into a lot of things I felt about myself. Six months into my marriage, I collapsed at work and I had pulmonary embolisms in my lungs. And all of this was because I have a clotting disorder. And the thing that's interesting is that some people could say that that was more of a big trauma. And I will agree it was a big trauma, this big physical event. Um, it actually made me afraid of a lot of things for a long time. It was hard to go back to work because i that's where I collapsed. And there's a lot of memories that come with that. But I want to talk about the little teas that came afterwards. So there's this big event. Then afterwards, it was things things like my doctor saying, you can't have kids. And it's okay. You didn't want them anyway. I love doctors and what they say sometimes. But this was a little trauma that essentially impacted how I viewed myself as a woman, how I viewed myself as a wife, and how I viewed myself as a prospective mother. These little thoughts, these little things that people will almost discredit was really easy for me to say, oh, it has nothing to do with anything else, but it actually is very much related to this big trauma that I experienced. And I want to put this in perspective that oftentimes we will see these big trauma events and we may not process them at that moment. We may, or we might, or we might brush it off. We might whatever, but little things will happen that will bring it up. And it's the same thing with little traumas. And another example of this is if you have been bullied or if you have been talked down to, and at my former job, I had that often too, where I was discredited because I was a woman. So there was some sexism going on and that essentially created this feeling of doubt and confusion. And all of those are, again, they're little T's is what we would call because they impacted how I viewed myself and then how I viewed the world around me. I do believe that racism, discrimination, sexism, all the isms are a form of big T because of how that does impact the world and how we view it. But they show up in a lot of little T's, a lot of little thoughts. A lot of times we will discredit or we will think that's how it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to act that way. This is this is what my role is. And when we start to do that and discredit it, I want you to understand how much that shapes how you view things and change how you show up in the world. So this idea of trauma really is impacting ourselves and the world around us. So maybe I didn't experience a big, a big trauma, as we would say, a big physical harm, sexual harm, emotional harm. If maybe, maybe we're saying, well, I didn't experience that. But then why does my body feel like it reacts every time I see something? Or why do I feel like I don't remember? Or why do I feel like I'm really struggling in this aspect? A lot of people I talk to will say, well, Julie, I had a really great childhood. I don't know why I do the things that I do. This is where we ask our brain. And a lot of times it's the little traumas that have stayed with us. Perhaps it was something so small as a look or being told something or uh, being told that you don't fit in. You don't look like everybody else. You're too fat. You're too ugly. Those things then feed into how we view ourselves and how we then show up. And a lot of us will say, I'm fine. There's not a problem. But this little trauma lives in our bodies and this little trauma lives in our brain and essentially it becomes these limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves in the world. Obviously, like I said, the big traumas come and they show up and they're, it's almost like you can't ignore them. But a lot of these little traumas are the things about just how we perceive. And that's the thing that I really work with, especially as a coach, these limiting beliefs. Where did this belief come from? So I really encourage you to start even thinking about your own life, your own history, Think about where some of these thoughts came from. Your brain is holding on to it. It doesn't, it may not view that thought as a perceived threat. So it may not have done the safety trigger like a like a big trauma will, 
But what it does is it starts to kick against your rational brain a little bit to say, is that really, really what we think? Is that really what we believe? Like, I, I, I don't know. And as you can hear, your whole body sense starts to tense up, starts to feel uncomfortable, starts to wonder. And then that is how you then show up. So something I want to really stress when it comes to the small T's, shall we say, is that often these come from our own conditioning, from experiences in other people, but they are no less valid than the big T's. And I think I've said this quite often because what happens when we start to say, I feel this way, I shouldn't because for instance, I feel unworthy and I shouldn't because I came from a good family, whatever then we tend to shame ourselves for that reaction. And I want you to think about how dangerous shame can be because shame then tells you that you are not good enough, that you're a problem all because of essentially somebody saying something. This then causes us to avoid those feelings. Nobody likes to feel shame. Nobody likes to feel like they're not good enough. So we tend to avoid things that maybe will help us grow, help us stretch, help us change or uncomfortable conversations. We don't set boundaries. We are willing to just be walked over and we do those things because essentially it doesn't feel safe within our own body to react to that. And that safety comes from essentially all of those small things that people would downplay. It comes from those experiences. I mentioned before a big T often is abuse of it's the physical, the sexual, it's, it's this violence is what I'm going to call it. Little T has that abuse as well, but it's more of the emotional. It may be, maybe your mom didn't raise her hand to you, but maybe she put you down all the time. Maybe you really enjoy, you weren't maybe physically pushed at school, but you were mentally told that you weren't good enough at school. You were mentally bullied. This mental impact has, is just as dangerous. And so we'd never want to minimize anybody's experience. And again, that goes back to the whole scale, the pain scale of maybe your experience is different than mine, but it doesn't mean that yours isn't valid. It doesn't mean mine isn't valid. There's a big push for a lot of understand my pain, understand where I'm coming from. And then people are saying, well, why don't you understand my pain? And I really want to challenge you. You never know what somebody's thinking, feeling, or acting. And it does us no good to assume, to judge, to say it doesn't fit into a category or box. There's a problem. I really challenge you. If you even notice that, hey, I have that thought, what are you willing to do to change that? You don't want to become the person that is constantly saying how you struggle is different from my struggle is not enough struggle. That doesn't help anybody at all. So here's what we do with the little T's. Little T's often require a little bit more. Just like the big traumas, the little traumas also require us to acknowledge that a trauma occurred, a loss, a death, a thought, whatever it may be, something occurred and it impacts me and it causes me to feel this way. Just like we don't tell somebody when they lose a loved one just to get over it. You never do that with your own emotions as well. If you're feeling like you're stuck, you're feeling like you're just not quite sure how to overcome this next part, be willing to sit with that to say, well, what am I feeling? What's going on here? Then listen. If your body's saying, take a break, please take a break, then do it. Never feel like you have to push yourself further because all that does is tell your body, I can't trust you to listen to me. I really encourage you to just take a moment, scan, scan your body, take a moment and then scan your brain and say, brain, what's coming up? And your brain's going to bring up lots of things. It's going to bring up why we can't do something, why we do something, all the thoughts and ask yourself, how does it affect me? There's so many aspects of this in particular that we're going to talk about throughout the whole podcast of essentially what we've been taught one way is how our brain processes it and thinks it. And that's what I really invite you to do. How does this affect me? So don't be afraid. Take a scan. Think about it. And as you do, notice how does this affect me? 
Thank you for taking this overview of trauma. Every little step we talk, we might go a little bit deeper. If you have questions, please never hesitate to reach out. I love hearing from you. I love hearing how this is helpful. I love hearing the questions that you guys have. This is such a beautiful experience. And I really, my whole point, my whole purpose of this podcast is to give you just a little bit more information so you can figure out what the hell is your brain doing? And then you can figure out what you want to do with it. So until next time, this is Julie Lamb with What the Hell is My Brain Doing? If you love today's show, I would love for you to take a minute and give a five-star rating and a review. Subscribe and share with those that you know would love to learn more about managing their brains. If you're ready to join me, I want to invite you to coach with me where we uncover more about your brain so that you can have the life and business you dream about. Manage your brain is more than just a thought. It is a possibility. Go to www.julielamcoaching.com to learn more. This is how we do it.